Hello, 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 and welcome back to the bonus part, the after party for today's 4th of July extravaganza. I hope you guys are having fun, and I hope the temperature's right, and that the pool is not too hot, not too cold, that it's just right for a nice dip. Un chapuzón. And uh, how do you like your meat cooked, by the way? I'm about to throw some burgers on the grill. I like mine medium rare. Remember, the, the steak temperatures are rare, medium rare, medium, medium well, and well done. And we talked about, obviously, the pools and fireworks, but we didn't talk too much about food. And food and chowing down is such a big part of this holiday. I can imagine the whole country smells like barbecue that day. Uh, it would be interesting to know how many grills are fired up and flipping burgers and handing out hot dogs. You know I love my alliteration. To flip a burger es darle la vuelta and to hand out es repartir. And talking about hot dogs or wieners as they're called, remember the word winner is ganador. The word wiener es salchicha y también el órgano que tengo yo. Yeah, that too. Okay, so be careful. You don't call un ganador, a winner, a wiener. So let's talk about wieners. Uh, yeah, Frankfurt, hot dogs. You know the ones I'm talking about. Well, we eat, we, and when I say we, I mean Americans, and I've eaten my share, mi turno. We eat 150 million hot dogs over the course of the 4th of July holiday. Yeah, you heard right. 150 million hot dogs. And you know what that means? That means 150, bu 150, 150 million buns and a whole lot of ketchup and mustard and relish. Ooh, I love that stuff. It's a salsa de pepinillos. We call it relish. Un pepinillo is a pickle, which is another thing you need. You need pickles. You need relish. You need burgers. You need hot dogs. Well, I looked at this figure, 150 million hot dogs. If you put them end to end, I love these little comparisons, estos comparaciones. If you put them end to end, they would stretch from Washington, D.C., take out a map if you need to, to Los Angeles. Are you ready? More than five times. <laughs> Oh my God, that is a lot of processed meat. And remember, these days too, there are hot dogs that are meatless hot dogs for vegetarians, soy dogs. But the original is Nathan's. Nathan's is the original hot dog in the United States. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, si no es de Estados Unidos, Frankfurt. Frankfurt, es, es un Frankfurt. Yeah, but putting it on a bun with relish and ketchup and all, that's us. That's what we did. And that was down at Nathan's in Coney Island. We're going to do an episode on Coney Island because it's such a fascinating place. And down at Nathan's, it's not only the birthplace of the hot dog as we know it, but it's also where every July 4th, that's right, on this holiday, they have the contest, the famous hot dog eating contest. And it's held, convocado o 
festival celebrado every year on July 4th down in Coney Island, right in front of this place. In fact, if you've been to Coney Island, you'll see they have this billboard up and it says who the last champion was and we take it really seriously. I know you guys have seen it on social media. I'm sure you have. And it's pretty crazy. Uh, one of the, the, the guys who just wins <laughs> nonstop is a guy named Joey Chestnut. He is like the boss. You know, he would be like the Usain Bolt of hot dog eating contests. And Joey Chestnut, his record, I believe, uh, at the time of recording, was 74 hot dogs with buns in just 10 minutes. I don't know. I, I like hot dogs, but I don't know if I could participate in a contest like that because, well, I don't want to be gross, asqueroso, but I would probably puke. Uh, puke is vomit, uh, throw up, muchas formas de decir potar. It's too much. It's excessive. But if you've never seen this, Google it. Nathan's Famous, which is the name of the, the place. Now, it's a chain. You can go to Nathan's Famous all over the United States, especially in New York City. But if you want to go to the original, you got to go to Coney Island. If you want, if you happen to be there on July 4th, you have to go down there and check it out because it is it is a very unique contest and it's known all throughout the world. And Coney Island is an amazing place with beaches, rides. It's got this old school feel to it. It's, uh, as I said, it's worth doing an episode on it. So I won't get too into Coney Island, but you can go spend the day at the beach. You can check out this hot dog eating contest. If you're feeling strong, maybe you can even participate. And I know what you're thinking. Are Nathan's hot dogs really that good? I mean, the original, the best? Well, I asked my wife, and my wife, I could say, is a hot dog connoisseur. She loves hot dogs. In fact, as I record this, uh, she made some hot dogs for lunch. So just to give you an idea, okay, of how much, it's like me with pizza. Well, that's my wife with hot dogs. And the bar is very high. El listón está muy alto. And when I took her down to Nathan's at Coney Island, she had a chili dog with cheese. I don't remember which one she got. I think she had two or three hot dogs. She said, and I quote, this is the best hot dog I have ever had in my life. And I'm telling you, she's got a very high standard. So Nathan's, Coney Island is worth a trip. And if you happen to be there on the 4th of July, well, you'll get a special treat. And what are you going to wash those wieners down with? Well, beer, of course. Man, <laughs> well, you could have water. You can have soda. But I'll go for an ice-cold brew. Remember, brew is another way to say beer. We have a whole episode on beer, so I don't have to tell you how much I love beer. But I'm not the only one. I took a look at a figure here from 2016. And as of, so this it, this started in 2016. As of 2016, July 4th was the number one holiday for beer sales in the entire United States. And this is according to, according to a según, the National Beer Wholesalers Association. And they know what they're talking about. They are beer lovers. They are beer experts. So yeah, we drink more beer on the 4th of July than any other holiday. So drink up, guys. Cheers. All right, so let's go back to fireworks because, as I said, all right, the beer is important, the, the hot dogs are important, but the fireworks 
are essential, indispensable. And according to the American Pyrotechnics Association, Americans spend a whopping $1 billion. Well, here it says over $1 billion. Now, remember, billion is mil millones. $1 billion on fireworks each year. Yeah, we love our fireworks. And I really love that song by Katy Perry. Oh, baby, you're a firework. Come on, show me what you got. And make them go, oh, 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 as we shoot across the sky. I, I, uh, sorry. Sorry if it just started to rain where you live. I apologize. But as you can tell, you caught me. I'm a Katy Perry fan. And that's a very appropriate song. In fact, I'm going to share with you guys, my patrons, uh, my favorite playlist. Some of the, the songs that you have to play on the 4th of July. Because music is a big part of it, too. And as I said earlier, we're going to say goodbye when it's time. Not yet. Don't worry. When it's time to say goodbye, we're going to go with Slash playing the national anthem. And when I was preparing this and, you know, getting the audio files ready, I got goosebumps. Se me puso la piel de gallina. Also, you guys know I'm hypersensitive or as some would say, melodramatic. And I don't mean to be melodramatic here, but we I said it already. I don't trust fireworks and fire and things with kids. I've, I've just heard of too many accidents. And uh, even uh, one of my mother's uncles, he lost an eye because of a firework. So, guys, if you're going to set off fireworks... Be very, very careful. The emergency rooms are full of people who thought they knew what they were doing. And as the expression goes in English, if you play with fire, you'll get burned. So, si juegas con el fuego, pues te quemarás. My best advice to all of you guys, if you go to the United States, don't buy your own fireworks. Don't do your own show. Every, I mean, if you can, go to the New York ones. Do it. Or Washington, D.C., you, you know, one of those major cities. But if not, you can go to any small town with a lawn chair. You know, one of these foldable, plegables, lawn es porque lo pones en el césped. A lawn chair or a beach chair and a cooler, una neverita, and you're good to go. And usually those are, you know, professional people putting it on. They keep the distance and, you know, they know what they're doing. So don't be an expert, especially when it comes to fire because I hate to say this expression, I sound like a parent, but it's cliche, but it's an expression for a reason. It's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. Y yo creo que ni te lo tengo que traducir. And, you know, think about it. You're there, you're having your burger, you're swimming, you're chatting with your friends, and then you blow your hand off and you have to go to the ER, or even worse, the ICU. And I don't want to see you in the ICU. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, I'll stop. Well, ICU is the intensive care unit. Be safe. Be careful. We say prevention is the best medicine. Oh, man, I'm really starting to sound like a parent, aren't I? And it reminds me of the expression to go out with a bang. Salir por la puerta grande. To go out with a bang. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Con una... 
and things didn't go off with a bang, and please pardon my pun, but things didn't go well. They didn't go off with a bang for the firework industry. Think about this. Their, you know, their services are only needed certain days of the year. So they have like, instead of busy seasons, they have like busy days or busy weekends. And in 2020, well, all celebrations were canceled. So now the American Pyrotechnics Association is asking the government, the U.S. government, for financial aid. Uh, the word aid is ayuda. And from what I understand, a lot of these businesses are family-owned. I know one of the most famous firework families in the United States is the Grucci family. Uh, not Gucci, Grucci. I remember as a kid, oh, these were done by Grucci. So there's an art form. And can you imagine... Uh, think about your ferias, your fairs here in Spain. Can you imagine them without fireworks? And I want to say something too, because I'm an animal lover and I love pets. And see, there's my, there's where I'm torn to be torn is entre dos tierras, between those poor little animals and those noises and uh, obviously enjoying a holiday and, and all the different traditions that go along with it. So... See, there's, a, there's two sides to every coin, as we say in English. Now, what was that business I said before? I said something about the Declaration of Independence being written on a laptop? Wait, come on, dude. 1776 written on a laptop? I mean, what are you, high? Estás colocado? They didn't have laptops back then. Well, no, not the modern laptop as we know it. No, but Thomas Jefferson, he drafted the Declaration of Independence to draft this redactar. And it's an interesting word because the first draft is un borrador. It's a really good word to know, to draft and a draft. And so founding father Thomas Jefferson, he drafted the Declaration of Independence on a writing desk that fit over his lap, su regazo. So at the time, this device was called a laptop. So sorry, Bill Gates, star, sorry, Steve Jobs, but you guys aren't original. The real laptop was being used by the forefathers decades, well, centuries ago. I also mentioned something about not being able to wear the flag on clothing. I mean, what is that? That that can't be true, right? I guarantee when I when I said that you're <laughs> you did a double take. To do a double take is huh? Huh? Como mirar dos veces. Yeah, well, the reason is it is against the US flag code. Yes, you cannot have the United States flag on a t-shirt, a beach towel, shorts, a headband, or any other item, according to the U.S. flag code. And it states, you are in violation if you sell or display any article of merchandise upon which shall have been printed, painted, attached, or otherwise placed a representation of the flag in order to advertise, call attention to, decorate, mark, or distinguish the article or substance on which so placed. So yeah, guys, Tommy Hilfiger should be in jail, and myself as well. I've got hats with the U.S. flag. I wear my colors proudly, and even my daughter 
Well, fortunately, there's no such thing as a flag police. This is not enforced. What are you going to do? Arrest somebody because they're wearing their, their flag? You can't do that. It doesn't make sense. So it's, uh, it's kind of an outdated, antiquated law that is never enforced. So don't worry, guys. You can keep wearing the American flag. You can wear the stars and stripes, as we call the flag, the star and stripes. Our flag has many, many nicknames. And you know, we know a flag is just a symbol, but we feel proud to be American. And that's one of the things I have to say that makes me proud to be an American. Que de hecho, esto es una canción. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I'll gladly stand up next to her and defend her still today cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA see guys I'm getting all patriotic well yeah we love our flag so much that uh, we have got a couple nicknames for it so I said the stars and stripes the red white and blue Old Glory and the Star Spangled Banner. So that's an interesting one. The The national anthem is called the Star Spangled Banner, but the Star Spangled Banner really means the flag. Here's a freaky fact, and freaky es que da miedo. No freaky como me gusta eh, coleccionar cosas. No, I mean like freaky, like... Well, three presidents died. I guess it's uh, coincidence. It's not that freaky, but three American presidents passed away on July 4th. Two of them on the same July 4th, the same year. That's Thomas Jefferson, who had a lot to do with the holiday. Imagine that. Thomas Jefferson. You know, July 4th, a day he should be proud of because he had so much to do with it, and it's also the day he died. Now, he was 82 years old, so uh, he was no spring chicken. And also John Adams, who had a lot to do with it as well, well, he died uh, at 90 years old. They both died in in 1826, within five hours of each other. And this was on the 50th anniversary of them signing the Declaration of Independence. There could be a conspiracy theory around this. It's pretty crazy. And then James Monroe, who was another one, another one of the forefathers, he died five years later on July 4th. So that's uh, three major figures that were lost on that holiday. But I think we don't really recognize that fact. We, we focus on the positive. It's a day to celebrate. And if Thomas Jefferson was really a, a freedom fighter, what better way, you know, to, to die on the day that you, you know, fought for your freedom and the freedom of your country? It's epic. They should write a movie about it if they haven't yet. As always, I'm going to share my memories with you now. I always like to reminisce and go back and think about those days because really, they were great days. They're amazing memories that I'll always have. I think even if I get amnesia, I'll remember those days at my grandmother's house. This is 
my grandmother, we celebrated at her house, uh, my grandmother and my grandfather. And it was because they had a pool. They had a great backyard with a lot of room. And I think at, I remember some years there were 30 of us, at least, you know, me being a five-year-old kid, it felt like there were hundreds of family members. I was surrounded by loved ones, seres queridos. I was surrounded by good vibes, good food, and a pool, and splashing, and I just feel like those were days of innocence, of, you know, where I didn't know what the world was yet. I just knew I was at my grandmother's house for the biggest party I had ever been at, and everybody was in a good mood. Everybody was happy to see each other. Everybody was kissing and, and holding hands and splashing each other in the pool and really getting together. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, that's really what it's about nowadays. I think any holiday, it's about getting together and spending time with the people that mean the most to you. And the 4th of July is just another excuse to do that. The only thing is, since it's summer, you might as well throw that party outdoors. Oh, yeah. And it's not just me who has those memories. A lot of times I talk to my mother and other relatives like my mother's cousins or my great aunt, mi tia abuela, and everybody has fond, they, they say, oh, what fond memories of 4th of July at your grandma's and the pool party. And they were legendary. And you know what? I didn't know it back then that I had to cherish every minute. But somehow I really did know it because I just remember soaking in every second until the sun went down. And then I remember chasing lightning bugs at night. It was like an all-day event, and it was amazing. I can still taste that corn on the cob, esa mazorca, and that watermelon that my grandma used to cut up. Oh, man. Is anybody else getting hungry? Anybody else feel like a dip in the pool? Now, as I got older, unfortunately, well, my grandparents sold that house, so that was the end of those parties. And, well, as they got older, they stopped hosting parties in general. So it was time for me to go out there on my own and well what better place than living in New York City to see the greatest fireworks display ever and I remember one year a friend suggested that we go over to Brooklyn because his sister lives there well she lived she doesn't anymore she lives in Australia now but she lived in Brooklyn in Williamsburg and I know Williamsburg is very famous now but at that point Williamsburg was just kind of you know it was a cheap place to live for New York City prices. And so, she, but she had access to her roof, su azotea, and she had an unobstructed view of the New York City skyline, which included the Statue of Liberty. Hey, we have an episode on the Statue of Liberty. Uh, you could see the Twin Towers, because at this time the Twin Towers were still there, Las Torres Gemelas, and the Brooklyn Bridge. And... I can just remember feeling like it was a dream. I didn't feel like it was really happening because it felt like it was endless. It felt like the fireworks lasted forever and ever. And it was just so colorful. Okay, I admit, maybe I was a little tipsy, un poco bebido. But I remember that was another thing too. We didn't have to spend a lot of money to enjoy the holiday. We didn't need the pool. It's nice to have the pool. But I remember being up there we went down to the corner store, we got some beers, we got some chips, maybe some, you know, sandwiches, and we had the time of our lives, and I owe it all to you. <laughs> there I go singing again. 
And I'll never forget that. So a couple different memories, very different. The family memories, and then those ones of being in the heart of it all. And I highly recommend, if you can ever go to the United States for a 4th of July celebration, do it. Whether you do it big and you go to New York City and you go to some posh, swanky restaurant with a view of the, you know, the Hudson River, great. But you can also go to a small town, <laughs> you know, with a population of 5,000 people and have one of the most amazing times. And everybody's in a good mood. Also, think about it. It's the summer's officially kicked off. It's just the perfect time, the perfect place. And I highly recommend if you can, I know it's hard because you, you know, with work and vacation, it is a holiday that you don't want to miss. It's like Christmas in New York. Only 4th of July is, I don't want to say bigger, but it's celebrated everywhere. And, and we do it big. In the United States in general, we go big. Como se dice, larger than life. Más grande que la vida. O sea, exagerado. And as I said, I'm going to get that video. Right now, I'm having somebody digitize it, and hopefully, I'll be able to share it with you. And it's it's going to be a piece of history because the World Trade Center, the, the Twin Towers are there. And now, uh, well, now it's been replaced. It's crazy how the skyline changes. It's been replaced by what's called the Freedom Tower. Fíjate, Freedom de Libertad, Independencia, the Freedom Tower. You can see that theme in everything in the United States. And the interesting thing about the, the Freedom Tower, which I think really people call it One World Trade Center, uh, even though at first they said Freedom Tower, but in general, they say One World Trade Center. Do you know how tall it is? It is 1,776 feet tall. Do you see the symbolism? Remember with the Statue of Liberty, there's a lot of symbolism. I love this kind of stuff because I feel like, like a little detective when I find out these little clues. Well, when did I say the Declaration of Independence was signed? 1776. So the World Trade Center, the new one, is 1,776 feet tall to mark our Independence Day. And guys, we're going to get going right now. I hope you enjoyed this episode, this bash. As I said, I'm going to share that video with you. I hope you enjoyed the fireworks display that I shared on the Patreon page. And I'm also going to share a playlist with some classic American songs, very patriotic songs, but uh, they are a must if you're going to celebrate the 4th of July this year. And I urge you to, because, well, it's a good way to uh, add a couple holidays to your repertoire. Well, that's the end of this episode. We're going to go out with a bang. That's right. Salir por la puerta grande. And we're going to listen to Slash play the national anthem and that's right there hats off well no i don't think slash el guitarrista de guns and roses ever takes his hat off but i say hats off to slash hats off to the fourth of july hats off to you guys for doing a great job with your english and i hope you celebrate this fourth of july thanks for tuning in to this episode of fyi